0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And we're just real friends talking about real life. Wanted to say that if you have friends who are creators, who put things out on the internet, one really great, easy, free way to support them is by interacting with their stuff. And especially with podcasters, writing reviews is a really high impact low effort way to support people and we got a great review that we wanted to read with you from Dory who says Megan and Wendy have helped me get through quarantine this year I didn't realize how much I was missing talking with friends their conversations are so relatable I almost want to contribute to the conversation <laughs> when I'm listening they're completely entertaining I always learn something when I listen and I typically end up laughing out loud in an episode thank you ladies
1: oh that's so nice thank you Dory that's and so nice I think that's
0: 100 percent our goal with this podcast is for it to feel like you're chatting with friends. So
1: <sighs> totally.
0: We also talk so much about how we love your emails. Wendy yeah. especially loves an email.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do love an email. Where can they send... reach us if they
0: want to send one?
1: Yeah. Um, we can be reached at Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. It's not hard to remember. We want to hear thoughts about the show, things you want to hear us talk about, criticism whatever we're all ears
0: (laughs) i could see you (laughs) curling in on yourself as you say the word criticism i know (laughs) (laughs) be nice um but you can always find that email linked in our show notes too if you forget although it is pretty easy it's on our website and we got an email last week Uh, from Heidi after our episode about friendship. And we got um, feedback from a couple people about that. And we wanted to thank everyone again who left us comments on Instagram and on Facebook that we shared on the show. Uh, A couple of them came in after we had recorded. And so I shared them in our Instagram stories and we Mm. really appreciate that. Um, But one of the things that Heidi says is, I could definitely relate to the friendship portion of the podcast today. I've had a hard time during the pandemic with friendships. I'm not the best at initiating stuff. I think struggling with so many other things has made it hard to connect with people. And she says, I found that after moving out of state for a few years, I lost a lot of friends. And when I returned to California, I felt lost and had a hard time connecting with people. I even felt like I lost my confidence of being a good friend. I can really relate to that. And I think feeling like you might not be a good friend makes it hard to be a good friend because you're not sure how like the steps you take in friendships are going to be received.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of real sad to read that email because Heidi is a high school friend of mine and um, it breaks my heart a little bit thinking that like she feels lonely and disconnected from people. So Heidi, if you're listening, you can always reach out to me (laughs) and I'll reach out back to you. I'm so sad.
0: Well, I think this is really relatable. She says, I'm often jealous when I see people on Facebook who have a bunch of girlfriends when they get together and often have lunch, drinks, etc." cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I have that kind of bond with women. And, you know, that's so one thing Wendy and I talked about early on is I always said, like, I was really sad that I wasn't invited to join anyone's bubble. And I read an article in the LA Times. We'll link it in the show notes about this woman had tried to create a pandemic pod for her kid she Mm -hmm. kind of tried to create a bubble and she ran into roadblocks at every turn you know families that she thought might share her level of cautiousness weren't necessarily ready or you know one family would say well we'd love to but we also see our grandparents and we see my sister who's a healthcare worker and we you know so then she just kept running into all these roadblocks in terms of finding this bubble and I can really relate to that because we had a you know Didn't really connect with anybody who had our same level of cautiousness, who was really willing to – I think you really have to be willing to make a commitment if you're going to do that sort of thing. Sure. But, that said, seems like lots of people out in the world (laughs) found a way to make it work. And I've definitely been very envious of people who are, like, getting together with friends and traveling with friends. And
1: even if I wouldn't do it, I still feel envious of them. Of course. Well, I think – Here's what I want. I have a couple things to say. One, I don't think what you're seeing on social media is are people who are actually in bubbles. I think they're just living their life the way, the way they want to live their life, you know? It's like hashtag masks off for the photo, right? They're just calling it their bubble. and Totally, totally. Um, the other thing is, this is why I hate social media. Like, it hurts my heart to see that kind of stuff. Like, I... Don't typically suffer from FOMO, but um, this past year I have. I've just been seeing people like, I know I can't have it both ways. I want to do these things, but I also want to stay healthy. And I think there is a a moral aspect to that as well. So uh, I'm conflicted, but I think overall I'm just like, I please don't post that shit on the internet. Like, I don't want to see it. Like, yes, I know it's fantastic and it feels great to post pictures that you were on vacation or you went somewhere and I am guilty of it too. But there are people who are choosing not to do that. And I think it just makes people feel worse when they see it.
0: You know, in our Instagram feed, we post pictures of the two of us that are all old every picture you see where we are next to each other is pre-pandemic and I always put a disclosure and I kind of get like a little tired of writing it because I think people get tired of seeing it but I also think I want to make it very clear that we're walking the walk um you know we have billions of photos and we're using them to paint a picture but also it's not happening right now like (laughs) we're not just saying like you know wear a mask except for us because we're going to be in the same house together because that's not happening right well I think we say all of this to say, once again, we do not have all the answers, but we see you and we hear you and as we're off right now, but we do appreciate all of your kind words <laughs> about our podcast. I know that sounds like a weird transition, but um, we... I appreciate you taking the time to reach out to us. And as one last comment, Heidi says, I have also used Seabreeze and or ClearPore astringent for years. And my 13-year-old daughter uses it as well. Guys, this is multiple votes for Seabreeze
1: astringent. We may have to do a test. I. That is so funny. I love it. Like, I, okay, this is like three podcasts now that we've talked about Seabreeze. I
0: know, cheap and
1: cheerful. If you
0: subscribe to our YouTube channel. Many of you may know for years and years, Wendy and I created videos together and we created one, two, three videos a week. There are hundreds of videos on that YouTube channel. And in a conversation with some other podcasters, many people mentioned that they sort of, they put their podcasts on YouTube. It's a different audience over there. A lot of times it's just an audio only with the, you know, you're not getting video podcast content, but YouTube is a huge search engine. Plus, we already had a bit of a built in audience over there. So we jumped on that train. We're going to be honest. Um, If I still think the easiest way to listen to the podcast is in a podcast app. You're right. Like (laughs) meet the people where they are. And what was really fun is I kind of thought we're going to put it up there and it's just going to sit there because YouTube is for visual content. And then like an hour later. We get an email from Stacy who says, I used to watch your videos all the time and miss not seeing any for a long time. Your first five podcasts just showed up on my YouTube subscription page. Thank you so much for coming back to entertain us.
1: You guys are the best and I can't wait to hear more. However, we did get some unsubscribes too. <laughs>
0: we did. And you know, that happens. We did. I sent Wendy, I was like, we have people unsubscribe. And I think sometimes that happens. People are like, when did I? Why am I subscribed to this person? Because it's been a while since we've put content, and they're like, well, I don't want this, so they unsubscribe. But I try and take that as that's not our customer anyway. When we get a newsletter unsubscribe, I have a moment of like, how dare you? And then I'm like, that's <laughs> that's not our customer. They're not going to interact with our content, and I try and move on. Not before screenshotting and sending Wendy if it's someone that we know, just so she can share. <laughs> but, Oh, and one other um, pro for YouTube is YouTube is a very easy way to caption our podcast because YouTube has captioning ability built right in. So it makes our podcast more accessible for someone who might need to read it as opposed to listening to it. So yes. that was another great selling point that was mentioned in the conversation that we had. And so we will continue to upload our podcasts there so you can get them in a variety of places.
1: And I'm going to drop a link in our show notes at megannwiddy.com because like Megan said there's there's like over 300 videos there. Oh, I at would least, think over right? 500. And there's some funny stuff there, so I would love it if you guys if you've never seen one of our videos, like click on through and see what we offered over there.
0: And I have a quick follow-up from
1: something we mentioned in last week's
0: episode. Okay. We talked about Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Oh, boy. (laughs) I know I had a lot to say. This is going to be very brief. But uh, as I was editing that episode, I did some Googling and fell down the rabbit holes of a few different message boards. And turns out our girls Brennan and Hannah were very vocal about their discomfort with the protocols that were in place for COVID. And they felt that they were for show and that they were... Not actually protecting anyone, and they they both felt that perhaps being outspoken
1: about that was part of what led to them being let go. Ah, interesting. I wonder if they have anything in their contracts that they're not supposed to like, you know, speak poorly of the organization.
0: Perhaps I don't fault them for speaking up. I think that's great that they thought that that was important to do. Also, I cut this out, but um, we discussed vets who had been dismissed in the past because we didn't really have enough information. So I cut it out because it was a lot of speculation. But I did want to say one of the vets who was dismissed was a dancer named Holly, who was maybe the very best dancer the DCC has ever seen. Truly mind blown. If you Google DCC Holly, you'll see her. And she was let go for fraternization with.
1: Did you ever see. Okay, it's was really old it's a really old movie but it's about uh being a laker girl and it had tina yeathers in it from family ties oh and she was gosh. trying out to be a lakers girl <laughs> i do not remember that it's like a lifetime movie i'm gonna have to look it up but um wait, hold on let me look it up right now anyway a big storyline in there was like you cannot have like any sort of like personal relationship with the With the players of the team. And did she Um, fall in love with a member of the uh, team? I can't remember exactly. (laughs) But I remember like her trying to make the team. Paula Abdul may have been in it cuz oh. you know she was a Lakers girl. Hold on. How do you spell others? It's called Laker Girls from 1990. <laughs> okay, the movie follows three aspiring candidates for the LA Lakers cheerleader squad. Anyway, one fails to make the cut. So to make the team, one does not.
0: <laughs> oh no, it is not streaming anywhere according to Just Watch. I might have to watch it. But... You can buy the
1: DVD for 1988 on Amazon. <laughs> A steep it's prime though you can have it by thursday <laughs> anyway how did we get on this topic are we done talking about dcc oh very much that, that's a wrap on dcc until next season which probably will start this summer so you've got a little bit of a break uh i, I really do love that show though i don't know why maybe because I problematic as it is yeah i think maybe in another life i wanted. to To be, I mean, I did pop Warner cheerleading as a child, but maybe I loved to be a cheerleader.
0: No dance ability whatsoever, but I would have loved it. Right? I was always envious of our high school cheerleaders
1: because you wanted to be one. Yeah. What were you instead? Played soccer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that wasn't good. (laughs) You still made the team.
0: Yes. Uh, well, I also received the coaches Award my sophomore and junior year. you oh. know what the coaches Award is for. No, I don't. For coming to every practice? Yes, yeah, the girl who shows up every day. <laughs> it's terrible, but damn it, she's there. Wait, did you play your senior year?
1: No, I oh. played
0: long enough to get the P.E. credits that I needed. I played soccer and I ran track so I wouldn't have to take P.E. You ran
1: track? Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. Yeah, the shortest distance possible just
0: to get it over with. (laughs) Wasn't good, but it was over fast. (laughs) Guys, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back to talk about what we're watching, what we're listening to, and what we're reading lately. In today's episode, we wanted to talk about stuff we're watching, stuff we're reading, stuff we're listening to. I'm always texting Wendy like... What are you watching there's nothing good on tv with nine billion streaming services so we're gonna talk about what we're consuming and we would love to hear from you about the things that you're enjoying because i'm always looking for more 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 all right do you want to start with watching
1: sure the big joke in our house lately is every time my husband comes downstairs and i have the tv on he's like you're watching cnn again <laughs> and i was like the gang's all here i'm watching wolf blitzer and John King's here and oh my God, whatever. Anyway, that's like the big joke. He's like, you're a 100 years old. And I'm like, I know, I know. But I need to keep up on what's happening in our world. I will say that my CNN consumption has gone down a little bit in the last few days because it's not breaking news every hour. So, So that leaves room for the list of shows I'm going to hit you with. Are you ready? I'm ready. I just finished... The documentary Night Stalker on Netflix. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so if you're not familiar, Night Stalker is about the serial murderer Richard Ramirez, which went on a killing. He went on a killing spree here in Southern California in the mid 80s. Do you remember when it was actually happening? No, I don't. Yeah, you were you were fairly young. I was like 10 at the time. So. Very scary. Like, I remember being left home during the day and my dad was like, lock every window, lock every door, do not open anything, you know. When Um, was
0: he captured?
1: Uh, I don't have that note. Down here. While you talk. So anyway, the documentary, it's like four parts and it talks about uh, or it talks with the two detectives who were on the case. And um, it's okay overall, but it was kind of like, gave me the creepy crawlies (laughs) just because I lived through that era. And, um, you know, now I'm in my own home and like, sometimes I forget to lock the window or whatever. And I just get scared because I was a child of the 80s. So, Anyway, it was good. I thought though that they left every episode like it, it's like a binge watch show. Like the end of every episode was so good that you wanted to watch the next one. But overall, it was just okay.
0: That that's the feedback I'm hearing. For what it's worth, he was captured on August thirtieth, nineteen eighty-five, at which point I was five, almost six years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
1: it would not have been on my radar as a yeah, child. Baby. Just- the coolest thing though is like he was captured in like a neighborhood he was like running away from the cops and like these neighbors who were outside like recognized him it was like a mob of people like from his own community that captured him so it was pretty that was pretty cool
0: we're gonna go to the opposite end of the spectrum so we always like to have a show that we're watching as a family like a series that we can turn on when we just kind of want to hang out like after dinner before everyone scatters to their own corners. Um, during American Idol season, that's our family show. But right now, we've worked oh. our way through a number of shows. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just waiting. I'm hoping.
1: Oh. I'm hoping you're going to say it, but I don't. I don't know. Okay, it's go
0: not, ahead. I 100% guarantee you could never in a million years guess it because our current family show. Is Family Matters? Oh no, that was <laughs> were you not a like masked I was... dancer? Yes, because I'm watching that. <laughs> I actually do want to start recording that because I've seen clips of it on social media, and I was like, oh, I think that would be fun, and I think the kids would like it too. But my husband is a big fan of old television and has been watching. Uh, Perfect Strangers and Cheers and Family Matters. And he showed the kids an episode of Family Matters and they loved it. So that's been our family show. And I really am enjoying it. And you know what's funny is a lot of the shows that we watched, I've seen like over and over again, like Full House. I've seen multiple episodes. Family Matters, I think I saw every episode as it was released, TGIF. But it's not a show that I've seen in reruns since then. And the kids think Urkel is hilarious. And it's so funny because he has, looking at it now as an adult, he has the cutest face. Like, I know they try and make him look like a super nerd with the way he dresses. He's such a cute little kid. Jaleel White. Anyway, I'm enjoying it. It's funny. The kids like it. I like the relationship that the parents have, which I'm sure I did not appreciate as a child. Like, they're really funny.
1: Right. That's our current family show. Well, speaking of the masked dancer, we are watching this show, <laughs> not as a family, just my husband and I, who, who he's dipped out because he can't deal with it. But I watched it. And um um I do not watch The Masked Singer because I find the jo- the jo- I find the judges like super intolerable. Like I cannot can't can't do it. But on The Masked Dancer, they have some judges that I think are easier to digest, with the okay. exception of Ken Jong, Dr. Ken. Like he does both shows, I think. You know, they have Brian Austin Green on there, and that's probably why I'm tuning in. <laughs> It's an okay show. The only thing though, I call bullshit because this last week Paula Abdul like pulled this name out of her hat of who she thought like th- the masked dancer was and that's who it was. And I thought there is no way Paula Abdul knew who this person was. There's Who was it? Sp- Brian McKnight, he's a singer from the 90s. Sure, yeah. There's no way she would pull that name out of her hat.
0: This is what I don't understand. Okay, I've never watched an episode. I've seen clips of them dancing. That's it. Do they give them clues
1: about who they are? They do. They have like a package up top with like... But they're to me, they're very vague because I'm at home trying to figure out who they are too. And I know a lot of pop culture stuff, but I would have never guessed brian mcknight and she's like you know he had this single and he talked about it. so yes there's clues they also do this thing called word up where they give the masked dancer like says one word like with his real voice so then that gives them a clue of like who it could be too but i think there's like some hokey stuff going on there because the previous week brian austin green guest. Elizabeth Smart. You know who Elizabeth Smart is, right? The girl from Utah who was oh, kidnapped that's was as a child. the one
0: who was kidnapped. It's not all celebrities, then. It's
1: not. No, it's not some all celebrities. Notorious. Yeah, she's like an activist. But anyway, he's like, oh, I think that's Elizabeth Smart. And I was like, no way would Elizabeth Smart do the show. Sure enough, it was her. So there's, I think there is some like something happening between the producers and the judges of the show. Like. It has me really lit up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I I again having never seen an episode of the show. I'm like, how could they possibly? Of all the millions of possible people that could be dancing or singing, how could they possibly guess? Yeah, there's got that's
1: that would drive me bananas. And it's so laughable too because they'll be like, I think that's Janet Jackson. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is not Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson is not going to be on this show. So if they guess, the person is then out. No, um, I think it's like a audience vote of who they like least. And then that's the other thing. They show the, an audience and I'm like, how is there not masks on these people in the audience? You know, face masks. Like, when did they record this show? Yeah, there's I no have, way shows are recording in front of an audience right now. Uh, yeah, I don't in know California, if
0: California, not a chance. I know. So my next show, I always like to have a show in the rotation that I can turn on right before I go to bed that is... Typically a comedy, something that's light, something that is not stressful to watch. For many, many years, that show for me was Friends. I watched it in reruns for years and years and years, and I'm finally done. (laughs) I haven't watched an episode of that show, and I'm telling you, I watched it nightly for years. I probably haven't watched an episode in two years. Wow. The show that I'm currently watching is Superstore, and the nice thing is there are many seasons, and it is funny But it also tackles real life issues, has a super diverse cast, but even when they're dealing with like kind of Big issues. The lighting is so bright. The colors are so vibrant. It's very, it's not stressful to watch, which is very important for me. I need to be able to turn on a show before I go to bed that turns my brain off. It's funny and I enjoy it. And I am only late season three, so I have many, many episodes to go. How many
1: seasons I think of that show? Eight, oh, really? I think. I thought that show was like fairly new. I didn't know it's been on eight years. Wow. Wowza. Do the names James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti sound familiar to you? Wait, isn't
0: Stephen Coletti from Laguna Beach?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) That was his start, but yes. Six seasons. I'm sorry. They're in six seasons. Okay, Okay. so I don't know who James Lafferty is.
1: Did you ever watch One Tree Hill? I never did. Oh, girl, you got to watch that show. It's really good. Okay, well, I'll add to my list. Add it to your list. Anyway, so yes, Stephen Coletti did start out on a reality TV show called The Real Orange County Laguna Beach or something like that as a teenager. But then he got hired as an actual actor on One Tree Hill. James Lafferty was also on One Tree Hill. He played Nathan and he's super good looking. That aside, those two have now written a show called Everyone is Doing Great. It's on Hulu. They wrote it. They starred in it. They directed it as well, I believe. And it's about two actors who were on like a big hit show and now are having a hard time getting work. So it's loosely based on like their own experiences. It was pretty good. There's only eight episodes. My husband and I watched them all. They're about 45 minutes long. There's a lot of like drinking and drugs and sex in them so it's not a family show by any means um it has the pace of curb your enthusiasm have you ever watched that show i have that's what it reminds me of most is like it's kind of like dry and slow like Mm -hmm. that i liked it
0: well it feels like I cannot do an episode about recent pop culture favorites and not address
1: the elephant in the room that is Bridgerton.
0: No, uh-huh. Wendy did not enjoy this show. How many episodes in? Did you get one?
1: Yeah, I didn't even watch the full one. I started okay. it and I was like, I'm out.
0: <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like it. I, I mean, this is not a Wendy show. However, everyone's like, fans of Downton Abbey would like Bridgerton. I think that is utter nonsense. You cannot compare the two. They are not the same, except that they are old. Bridgerton is obviously created by Shonda Rhimes and because it is created by Shonda Rhimes there is a lot of drama and there is everyone likes to talk about how much sex is in it except that doesn't really happen. I mean there's like a tiny bit until you get to like the last 30% of the season then that really ramps up. But I enjoyed it. Some people loved it. I enjoyed it. I blew through it. I Found it visually very appealing. Obviously, the Duke is a beautiful man. I didn't super buy into their relationship, which, I, but the music is great. Shonda Rhymes has a killer, either she has someone she works with that is great at it, or she's great at identifying the perfect music for her shows because her shows always have great music. Grey's Anatomy is known for that as well. We'll actually discuss that a little later in this podcast, but. I'm not saying if you like Downton Abbey, you wouldn't like this. There are correlating aspects of it, but I don't think liking
1: one is a prerequisite for liking the other. Wendy couldn't get into it. I enjoyed it. I, that's one of those shows that like I wish I could get into it because like everybody's talking about it. But like mm-hmm. it's just it was the same with Downton Abbey. I never watched that show either. Just because like those period pieces just don't do anything for me. I have no interest. Maybe that makes me a monster. But
0: there's lots of shows I have no interest in.
1: Love Downton Abbey. Yeah. Have you ever watched Vanderpump Rules? Like that's my favorite show of all time. No. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so speaking of Bravo TV, my husband and I, the only appointment TV that we are watching right now on Monday night is uh, Below Deck. We were watching that on Bravo, but we dipped back into a show that has a couple seasons under its belt, and it was on the advice of a coworker of my husband's, and it's a show called Summer House. It's on Bravo, and is currently getting ready to drop its, like, fifth season or sixth season maybe, but we are uh, currently on season two and it is just trash TV. 100% trash TV, but uh, we watch it every night.
0: What I am currently watching, I have not finished,
1: is a show
0: that's a few years old that I didn't watch when it was first released. I think it came out in 2017 and that is the show High Fidelity. And I think there's only one season and there's not a second season and I'm probably going to be mad when I get to the end, but I really like it stars Zoe Kravitz it makes me feel deeply uncool to watch it But speaking of shows with great music, you know, the premise is like she owns a record store. That's not the premise, but like that's kind of at the heart. And the show has great music and it's like music is basically a character in the show. It's about I, her relationships, right? Yes, like, it's uh, focused on her relationship, specifically one failed relationship and her strong feelings about that. And he comes back into her life and the characters are very funny I love her friends. I love a show that has, like, great friendships in it. Like, people just show up for each other. It's entertaining. I enjoy it. It's uh, definitely not for children. You know, there was a movie called High Fidelity. Yeah,
1: from the 80s or 90s, right? John Cusack,
0: yeah, that I saw. I have honestly no memory of and could not compare the two. So I don't know if you have an affinity for the original, how you will feel about this one. But... Enjoy it. And if you missed it when it was first released, it's still waiting there for you on Hulu. Let's move on to what we're reading. Okay. I'm going to go first. (sighs) Buckle up, folks. (laughs) No, I I I narrowed it way down. We're focusing in. So I have started a new daily habit of reading the LA Times e-newspaper. We get the physical paper every Sunday. The e-newspaper shows up in my inbox every day and I rarely open it. However... Prior to this, my news reading habits were like I would kind of haphazardly read news stories in the news app on my phone. As things were shared, I would pop over to CNN. I would pop over to I didn't have a specific habit of working through the news. I would just kind of consume things haphazardly. And part of it is like it was constant breaking news. And I watched a lot of cable news. I just finally added the LA Times app to my iPad and I open it up every day and I go through the paper i do not read every single article but i am enjoying it some days takes longer than others the paper it's funny because we get the sunday paper and it's much smaller than it ever used to be it used to be a big yeah beast a big of the paper boy. and now yeah. it's the skinny little guy partially because many of the ads are missing but you know there's also no movie releases and no there's a lot of reasons sports is a fraction of what it once was <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. It is. So anyway, I am enjoying it. Sometimes I do it in the morning. Sometimes I do it at night, in bed, before I watch a show. Um, it's. I'm just trying to get into the habit of, I consume news in other ways, but of having reading through the newspaper every day.
1: Oh my God. I'm watching CNN and you're reading the paper. We are becoming our parents. <laughs> Jesus. 100%. Do your parents oh. read the
0: paper every morning? Yes.
1: Over coffee. Oh, yes. yeah. Um, I applaud your effort on that. I don't know... I- the things that I like to read in the paper are not the front front page news. I like to read the entertainment section and the <laughs> lifestyle section. And those really don't exist, right? <laughs> so. It's a it's tiny little section these days. Uh, so what I'm reading right now is a book called Maybe You Should Talk to Somebody. Mm-hmm. No, it's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. Did you read this book? I did. And? I loved it. Oh, okay. I'm uh, I'm about halfway through. I Are you like listening it. listening to it? I am listening to it, but I'm still putting it under the reading category oh, here. Yes, it that's reading to me. I'm enjoying it so far. Queued up, though, for me, I have The Upside of Falling. Did you read that book? I don't think so. And also on your recommendation, Tuesday Mooning Talks to Ghosts. Oh, yes. You
0: might like that.
1: Yeah, I have that one queued up as well. But so that's what I'm currently reading. And yes, I listen via Audible because I am in my car often. And that's where I like to listen to the books. Uh, There's lots of different ways to read.
0: And I think it's super ableist when people are like, oh, listening to books isn't reading because it is.
1: I'm hoping it gets a little bit better because right now she's just really complaining a lot about her boyfriend breaking up with her. Yeah, she does that a lot, but she really gets deep into the story. So what Wendy didn't say
0: is it's the story of a therapist who is kind of dealing with her own stuff, but she also kind of weaves it into the tales of some of her clients. Um, and she gets really deep into some of their stories, and I think, yeah, it pays off. Okay, good. What I'm going to do now, it's going to be mean, but I will I will make up for it. So the most recent book I finished was called Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And if you enjoyed The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, you would love this book. I would dare say it's even better. The mean thing is that this book is not released until May 2021. Um, I had an advanced reader copy from NetGalley and was so excited to get it because I really love Taylor Jenkins Reid's books. She also wrote Daily jo- Daisy Jones and the Six, which was very popular this is going to be probably one of my favorite books of the year. I would recommend you pre-order, recommend it from your libraries, get it, mark your calendars. I apologize, but I have to talk about it now because I just finished it and I don't want to forget to tell you about it. But to make up for it, I will tell you a book that is currently available and that will 100% be in my top 10 books of the year and might be my number one book of the year. I'm calling it now is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Many people were talking about this book and when I read the description, I thought, mm. um, it's essentially the story of a woman who has the opportunity to experience her many potential lives. Like, all Ooh. the choices that we make in life that could have sent you in multiple different directions. And I was like, Ooh. Eh. it's fantastic. That sounds loved- good. Every minute of it. I could not put it down. I highly recommend it. It came out in 2020. And again, I think it will be, if not my favorite, among my very favorite books of the year. All All right. right.
1: What you listening to? Okay, so, you know, I listen to books. So that leaves very little other time to listen. But I do have a a rotation of favorite podcasts that I listen to on the regular. And um, for me... I love Watch What Crappens. I know I've tried to turn you on to it. I don't know if you still listen to it or not. But it basically is hosted by Ronnie and Ben. And they recap Bravo television shows, the crappy shows that I watch. And it's just funny and light. And I love to listen to it every day. They have a new episode every day, which that just blows my mind. Um, I So...
0: I enjoy Ronnie and Ben. I don't watch much, much Bravo right now. Um, but when i you're watching, missing out. I know. When <laughs> I am kidding. watching their shows, I will pop in and listen to their recaps of the shows I'm watching. I couldn't hang with OC this year. It was too much COVID, and then Salt Lake City. So maybe I'll go back and listen to oh, their oh, Salt Lake no. City recaps. <laughs> <See?
1: Not laughs>
0: I mean, a fan. it's a hot mess, but it's Bravo. Oh, I don't expect anything less. So in a uh, entirely different direction we discussed bridgerton earlier and the music on that show much of it is by an organization organization a group called the vitamin quartet which is a string quartet and they perform covers of pop music and you probably were many people were list watching bridgerton you're like what song is that what song is that? i'm the absolute worst. I don't know what song anything is ever. It's not one of my talents, but you can stream their music. I think only five of their songs were in the show, but you can stream their music on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. And it's not all current pop. Like, there's Journey in there, and I honestly can't think of anything else off the top of my head. But um, it's nice if you like to listen to music while you're working, but like me, you don't want music with words because you find it distracting sometimes.
1: Do you ever go... Do you ever go, what's that song? Like, I know that song, but what is it? Like, do you try to name the song?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and then I just look at my phone.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But. Okay, so then I'm guessing you don't know who Dua Lipa is. Well, I mean, I know who she is. Oh, I'm impressed. I listen to the radio. Okay, (laughs) well, you're like, I don't know who sings anything, but. Yeah, I'm not good at identifying their songs, but yeah. I am in love with this girl like i love her music i can't name one song i can't name a current album of hers but i'm going to tell you that i was watching an episode of dcc yes here we come full circle to dallas cowboy <laughs> cheerleaders and they had a choreographer on is it travis travis wall so anyway he choreographed this dance to a leap Lipa song and it was called Hold On A Second Pretty Please and I was like really super into it. I don't know if it was the dance moves that he choreographed or the song but together together booyah it was so good (laughs) booyah (laughs) who am I um it was so good so then I was like well I'm gonna start listening to her even though I've heard her songs on the radio before but yeah anyway I've been listening to a lot of Dua Lipa lately
0: I have been in a bit of a podcast rut which sounds like a weird thing to say as a person who creates podcasts but but one podcast that is new to me that I am enjoying quite a bit is the Popcast. hmm and they are a pop culture podcast. Um I like their banter and I like their like the pace of their podcast is really fast and peppy and you know they like checked in on their 2020 predictions and made some 2021 predictions and I don't know, I'm
1: enjoying them. Um I have you did introduce me to them. I haven't given them enough time. Speaking of new to me podcasts, I have been listening to Pod Saves America. Oh yeah. It's really good. I mean, it's a political podcast. And so if it's not your thing, like, I get it. They're basically just talk about like breaking, you know, the last couple months has been like breaking, breaking news, things that are going on in the country, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, A lot of commentary on it. I quite enjoy it. Um, I can't, I don't know the names of the hosts. I can't remember right now, but I follow them both on Twitter. And I think that's how that's how I found this podcast. But if you're into American politics and want to listen to some commentary on it, I would suggest checking it out. Uh, John Lovett, Dan Pfeiffer, and John Favreau, who is not the John Favreau. Yes, Tommy Tommy Vitor. Vitor. Vitor.
0: Yeah. And we will be right back with Megan and Wendy Approved.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by SeedlessSteelShell.com, handmade creations by Michelle, a Southern California native who learned to sew from her grandmother and is turning that skill into a business. Check out her shop for new Valentine's designs. You can use code LSSFRIENDS15 for a discount on your order and find the link in our show notes.
0: All right, Wendy, I would like to go second in Megan and Wendy approved because I know you're going to hate my thing. So I want you to go first.
1: Okay. Wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> I already know your opinion on this thing. We've discussed it in the past, but I'm I'm charging forward and sharing it anyway, but you go first.
1: Okay. I'm excited to share a beauty item Ooh. today. Um, it's something I've had in my drawer for a long, not even a long time, a year, maybe. Um, it is... The Poreless Primer. Putty by Elf Cosmetics. Oh my god, it's like eight dollars. You can get it at Target, Ulta. You can get it from the Elf Cosmetics website. It is basically a um, primer that you put on your face before you put your makeup on. I have both versions, like a matte version and the luminous version. I use both of them. It just does something special for my face. I'm not wearing a ton of makeup these days, like a ton of like foundation or anything. Mm-hmm. So when I want to kind of like smooth Things out. I have a lot of pores on my nose and chin, and this stuff is magic. It's infused with squalene for hydration. I don't know what squalene is. Do you? It's an oil. That's all I know. Okay, and it doesn't have silicone or alcohol in it. I love it. For eight bucks. It's like blowing my mind right now. I use
0: that daily and I use the original v- version. Do you? You don't have it, you don't like the luminous? I don't have it. I might like it. Sometimes luminous stuff makes my face look gray.
1: Oh. Like
0: it doesn't react well because my skin's so pink. Sometimes if they like have like a little bit of a silver undertone. Anyway, um, not all luminous formulas are particularly flattering.
1: But see, I think I look gray. In general. So when I put the luminous on it, it brings a little life to my face. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it.
0: So mine is a craft item. Are you are you picking up what I'm putting down here?
1: Mine, crafting? Crafting stuff? Yes, yes. Oh, God. Okay.
0: And it is the craze called diamond painting.
1: No, Nope. no. no. <laughs> did I tell you or did I tell you? Oh, my God. So, Even thinking about it makes my hands hurt. There's no way. There's no way. So for those who are unfamiliar, first of all, diamond painting is a terrible name
0: for what this actually is. Essentially, it's paint by numbers, but you use tiny little plastic beads. Would you say that's accurate? Tiny
1: little beads. They
0: are tiny. They come in kits. I think you could freeform it. Never going to do that. I like the kits. (laughs) And it basically comes with a sheet of fabric with the design printed on it and an adhesive coating on it. And on the sheet of fabric are tiny little circles. Sometimes they come in squares, but the one I use is tiny little circles that are color-coded. And then you have corresponding teeny tiny little plastic beads that you use a small tool, looks like a pen or a pencil, to move the beads from a little tray to the painting. And you just repeat, 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 repeat. You dip the tool in a little bit of wax, makes the tip of the tool a little sticky. And then you just tap back and forth and it sticks to the surface of this fabric. I They Uh. turned me off at first. They looked (laughs) stressful. They did not look enjoyable. And then our friend Michelle was posting one she was working on on Instagram. And so I started asking her questions. And so she started showing me video. She was sending me, DMing me video of her process. And... I thought that it kind of looked relaxing, like watching her do it. I was like, oh, I could do that. So I ordered a kit and I do it for maybe 10, 20 minutes at a time. I don't, because they're so small that my eyes start to like blur after a little bit. But I do find it in the moment kind of relaxing. And I like to do it kind of after dinner while everyone's like kind of buzzing around the kitchen, doing their own thing, finishing homework, cleaning up. And I'm just kind of like existing in that space. Just life is happening around me. But I find it very relaxing. I keep it at my desk. So sometimes I'll sit down and do it for a minute or two while the TV's on in the background. But I enjoy it. I think I'll get another one just to have a project to do while you watch a movie. Both my kids were like, oh, what's that? Can I try it? Um, my son was like done after two. My daughter's like, oh, I kind of want one of those. So I might get one for us to do together. They're just kind of a mindless. And for me, it's nice because when I watch TV, I have a tendency to want another screen in my hand. And this forces me not to do that.
1: Okay, those things just give me too much anxiety. Like, even hearing you talk about it right now, like, I'll wound up about it. But my daughter has one. They were very big on TikTok during the summer. Mm. Um, So we went to Michael's and bought one. She hasn't even completed the one that we bought during the summertime. (laughs) Um, But it's not. It's a lot of work. It's not like something that you can finish in a day, I don't think, right? Like, it would take days upon days of doing it. Mine's small,
0: but it, oh, mine hers would is be a huge. a couple hours start to finish. Oh, no. Um, mine's Because mine's small. Mine's like five by
1: seven sized. Hers is like of the Sydney Opera House. It's huge. Oh, wow. huh Uh, Anyway, she ended up finding like um, some sort of tool on Amazon that picks up more than one bead at a time. So you can uh, do several. You can get it moving. Um, But yeah, no, not for me. Not for me at, at all.
0: All right, you guys. If you want to continue the conversation, please join us on Facebook. We have our own exclusive Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties can always find us on instagram where we are megan and wendy lss so you can hop on over to our website which is megan and we would love to see you in any slash all of those places and you know wendy loves your emails megan and wendy at gmail.com and come back thursday where we will be chatting about the hallmark movie a winter getaway have a great week guys see you later
1: bye bye